My darling girl, when are you going to understand that being normal is not necessarily a virtue? I'd rather denote a lack of courage. You've just entered the cool friend hour. <laughs> Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Ghoul Friend Hour. I'm your host, Morgan Fezza. And today I have a special guest, one of my BFFs, Megan Crouch. Um, she's going to kind of talk to us a little bit today about her experiences with the supernatural. Um, and then we're kind of just going to, I guess, just deep dive and kind of explore, you know, some fun stories and just get spooky. So uh, without further ado, I'm going to turn it over to you, Megan. Thanks, girl. Um, thank you so much for having me on. First and foremost, it's an honor. I've yeah. been listening to the past few episodes. You've been doing so, so good. Like, I love the true crime episode. I was so into it. I can't wait for tomorrow. So congratulations. You've been doing awesome. Thank you. Of course. So like I was telling Morgan, I took notes because my ADHD sometimes has me like bouncing off the walls. Um, <laughs> But basically what I wanted to talk to you about today was an interaction that I have with my former best, best friend. And when I say best friend, I don't mean like I only knew her for a couple years. Like we, our moms were best friends. We grew up together. We had been best friends. We're just a couple months apart. Our whole life, we had been just like super, super close. We considered each other sisters. So, um, yeah, that's who I'm going to be talking about today. I'll just refer to her as Ray, just to keep it simple. Um, but she was my best friend. For those who don't know, I've been in Delaware for about four years now, but I'm from Tennessee, where she lives. And um, I go back and forth, like every couple months, I'll go down there and hang out and then come back here. But um, so I had been up here in Delaware, but of course we were still keeping in touch and she got married to this guy and I'll refer to him as Dan. And we loved Dan, me and my husband loved Dan. He was a really, really good guy. He was in the military and my husband was in, has been in the military for 20 years. So like we just instantly like hit it off really, really well. Like when we would be in town, we would do double dates. Um, when I got pregnant with my son, she had just had a little girl. So we really, really bonded over that. Um, just really close. And they were really, really good people. Um, he's originally from Romania. So he had a trip planned in January of 2020 to go back to Romania to visit with his family who all still lived there. And due to COVID, he ended up getting stuck there for like four months. So when he finally got back, I was in Delaware and my best friend called me and she was like, I don't know what, like, can I cuss on here? Or should I? Keep oh it yeah. Deep? We dropped the F bomb all the time. Go ahead. Okay. Perfect. I, she was like, I don't know what the fuck happened to him. She was like, but this is a different man. She was like, Wait, isn't, isn't Romania where like the original, like Count Dracula is from? Yes. Like they have a lot of really weird spiritual stuff that goes on there like some really weird shit 
So immediately when <laughs> I heard he was trapped there, I, honestly, to be honest with you, it didn't even enter my head to be completely honest. I was like, okay, that's crazy. He's trapped there. I feel bad for him, but at least he's with family, you know, whatever. Yeah. Well, um, she was calling me like every day, just crying. And she was like, he's different. Like, I don't know how to explain it. She was like, he is, this is a different man. She was like, he even looks different. He talks different. He's acting different. She was like, I don't know what the fuck happened. And I suggested maybe did he meet someone? Like I was just trying to like throw all possibilities out there. But she was like, no, like something weird is going on. Like he was replaced or something. So I was like, yeah, she was like, this is not the man that I've been married to for five years. She was like, this is a stranger. Um, She told me that basically he had been, since he had gotten back, locking himself in his office for hours sleeping in there not letting anyone go in there um she said he didn't eat anymore he didn't even drink water anymore that he just literally looked he turned him I'm convinced that like vampires are real girl it was something because it, it just even the things that she was saying he was doing were weird like he was staying in his office never coming out he lost his job and everything like he had a work from home job he somehow lost that. So yeah, she was like, this man is different. And I had been planning a trip back to Tennessee. So I was like, just stay, you know, just chill. I'll be there, you know, in a few weeks. And maybe I didn't know how bad it truly was. I mean, there's only so much you can like figure out over the phone, but she was like, no, like you're going to see he's totally a different person. So um, I planned my trip back to Tennessee and I went over there to hang out like I always do. When I go to Tennessee, I would usually usually stay at her house, like, you know, a couple of nights. I would just pack like a bag to stay the night and stay over there. But this time I had my son with me, who was three months old at the time. So um, immediately when I arrived, like, I don't know how to explain it to you, Morgan, but I felt like a darkness, like even talking about it, like, like I'm getting goosebumps because it felt just so dark like the energy felt so dark and the house looked dark and I don't know how to explain it like everything was no I know what you're saying because I mean when something so for listeners that are not familiar with like evil um there is a lot of dynamics that you'll see change especially if there's oppression or like I guess uh, what they would call like infestation going on um Like, you'll notice that even with, like, your curtains open, the house just isn't as sunny. And there isn't, there's, like, a heaviness that you could probably cut with a knife. Like, there's a lot of very, like, tangible attributes to when there is, like, an evil infestation inside of a home. So just just so people who, you know, maybe aren't as familiar. But once you feel that, and we were actually just talking about this on a podcast episode I did yesterday. Um about when you experience evil, there's nothing like it. Like when you see it firsthand, you'll never, 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 never ever experience anything like that again. And like, you'll know the difference between what's human and inhuman. Um, So yeah, so proceed. I didn't mean to digress, but just so our listeners can kind of. Yes, I 100% agree because, you know, I've had my whole life kind of weird things happen spiritual things happen, but I never felt this feeling before. Like this feeling 
I mean, just like you said, like it was just the darkness. So immediately when I got there, usually, I mean, we were close. We had all been best friends for pretty much five years. Um, so usually he would come out, you know, greet me. That was his first time meeting my son. So naturally I would have thought he would have been excited running out, you know, giving us hugs, welcoming us. Didn't see him. He stayed in his little office. Um, it was just weird and it felt dark and she looked horrible. Like, I hate to say that, but she looked awful. She looked like she had lost, she looked like she weighed about 80 pounds. Um, she looked very gaunt. She looked tired, exhausted. And of course she had a toddler. So of course you're going to be tired, but this was just like a totally, totally different thing. Yeah. So finally we sat there and talked for a little bit and he finally came out of his room, his office, and I saw what she saw. He looked evil. Like that's the only way I can describe it. He like his eyes were like not, he usually had blue, like bright blue eyes. His eyes were like black. Oh, it, yes. Like he had like white, wide skin. Like it just was weird. Like he looked so, so different. And he acted like he didn't even know who I was. Like it was just weird. Like I will never forget that. Like he acted like he did not even know me. He did not say hi to me. He did not come over to meet my son. He basically walked out of his little room, locked it, like he locked it and left, left the house completely. And um, she looked at me and she was just like, that's like, now you see what I'm talking about. And I was like, what's been going on? Like now that he's out of the house, can you like tell me a little bit more about what's been happening? And that's when she... Um, opened up to me about some of the stuff that had been happening. She had been waking up in the middle of the night being choked. Um, she had been being shoved from behind. She and not from been... him. This is from something that was unseen. Yes. Is what I'm gathering. Okay. Yes. This was not, not from him. This was from a force or a spirit. She um, opened up her phone and she showed me pictures of his office. And like my heart's racing even thinking about it because the only way I can describe it is like it did look like I don't know like a shrine like it was dark in there all the windows were covered there was books piled up everywhere papers piled up everywhere and it was just dark no light Ooh, girl you're all. making my chest tighten up I'm like just, I'm like scared to hear what you're going to say next because I mean that that sounds dark and everything is fitting you know, yeah. what I've learned, even from professionals on here, I mean, somebody that I, um, and I want to say, was it Ralph Sart? I talked, so somebody that I talked to, and I believe they had a demonology background. I remember one person talking about the eyes. Um, and it may have been Ralph Sarchin. I don't know if it was on the podcast or when we were on the phone, but I remember when I was talking to this person, they said that, um, yeah, I think it was Ralph Sarchi. He said something about there was a woman, I think, and he said she was very beautiful, like very attractive. And he said, you know, she had like light eyes and everything. And he said when they showed up to do and like handle this case, her eyes were completely different. And he said the woman that was standing in front of them was not 
the woman that they had been sent like footage and pictures of they said that her face and everything had drastically changed like similar i don't know if she had green eyes or blue eyes um but she had light eyes and they were like dark and i was like that is the craziest thing so to hear you say that i mean that's terrifying i can't imagine what your friend is like feeling I felt so, so bad for her because like I said, they had this little girl together, um, the sweetest little girl, but also I'm going to say, I also noticed changes in her as well. Like she was no longer once like the bubbly, I mean, she was almost two at the time. So you know how two-year-olds are. She was not like that bubbly, happy little girl anymore. She basically just sat in a corner and watched TV the whole day. Like we would try to interact with her and she would scream like she wanted absolutely nothing to do with anyone no one not even her mom so um it is um but yeah so like she just opened up to me about stuff that had been happening um she even mentioned like some earrings that she had always put in the same spot every single day like for you know the past five years she said they're missing I don't know where they are you know, my grandfather gave me these earrings. They're very special. I would never lose them. I would never misplace them. They're up far away, you know, where the little girl didn't get on. She was like, I don't know where they are. Like, they're just gone. Um, so, yeah, it was just really weird. She also mentioned that she had been hearing screaming, like screaming in the middle of the night. Like every night that she would hear just like screeching, like she compared it to me as like people being tortured. And where they live, just to put it in a little bit of perspective for people, like it wasn't a neighborhood. Like in Tennessee, there's not really many suburbs. Pretty much everyone has like several acres of land. So the nearest neighbor to her probably would have been half a mile away. Um, A lot of open land, a lot of like old Indian burial grounds, stuff like that. It's right on the Trail of Tears. Um, so yeah, she said that she had just every, like every single night religiously after midnight, she would just hear like screams from the distance getting closer and closer. And wow, it was like freaking me out at this point, at this point, I'm like, okay, whatever. I'm, well, yeah. You know. Cause I mean, if it, I mean, I don't want to like throw the term around loosely, but, um, if it is, I'm, I'm just going to say the D word. Cause I don't like saying the hard D I'm I like, know. but I mean, if it is something of that nature, I mean, that's like worst case scenario. So like to think that that's kind of what you're up against. I mean, that's terrifying. Yeah, it it was. And as we're sitting there talking, like she's on the couch here and I'm on like the love seat across from her out of the corner of my eye. I see like a dark figure like spread across out of the corner of my eye. And I look at her and I'm like, like, I'm not trying to freak you out, but I just, I, I swear, I think I just saw something out of the corner of my eye. And she just turned like white as a ghost. And she was like, yeah, I see that like a hundred times a day. She was like, it's, that's nothing new to me. So at this point, I'm like, I don't know if I want to stay here. Like, I want to support my friend. I want to be a good friend. But like, at the same time, I, I'm feeling really dark. I don't really want to be here anymore. Um, and around that time, he came back home. And he goes um, into his office, locks the door, and then he comes out about 10 minutes later. And he's like, I know you guys have been talking shit. And then he just turns around and walks back in. And it was like so weird. Like I will never 
forget when he said that he was like I know you guys have been talking shit it's fine and just walk really? back in and slam the door mm. really? I would be like listen yeah. here listen here Damon like you right. girl I wanted to leave so bad and I even told her I was like is there any way we can leave and like go stay the night with my mom and she was like no I, I can't leave she was like he will flip out on me he will possibly hurt me and possibly hurt um, our daughter and she was like please stay with me please she was like you can leave like first thing in the morning she was like but please stay the night with me she was like I'm like begging you to so of course I did um and another thing that I just want to keep saying is I did have my three-month-old son with me so yeah. that's like what I was that- just thinking like I'm like that's it's one thing if it's just you but like to have your child with you because I know like my first instinct would be like like I can do this, but like, I am not going to kind of, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want to have my child there because it's like a helpless feeling. Like exactly. And like, as we know, children are more susceptible susceptible to, you know, things happening. But I told her I would stay. I told her I was not going to sleep. I was like, we're sitting here in this living room all night. And first thing in the morning, like we're leaving. So um, just the vibe was off all night. Um, We did stay up around 3 a.m. A security alarm went off in her house. It scared the shit out of me. Um, Around 4 a.m. I got my son and I left. I was like, I can't do this anymore. I was like, this is really freaking me out. I love you. I want to be a supportive friend. Like you're like my sister. You're more than welcome to come with me. I will even get you a hotel. Like if you don't want to stay with my mom, I totally get it. I was like, but I cannot stay in this house anymore. I was like, I feel darkness. Like I don't, I don't want to be here anymore at all. So um, I left, got my son's diaper back and just rolled out, Um, went back to my mom's house, stayed there. And while I was there, I realized that I had left my duffel bag, just like a little overnight bag with, you know, like an outfit, toothbrush, hairbrush, all that. I realized I had left it there. So um, I called her and she was not answering. Um, I texted her and I said, look, I left my duffel bag there. Is there any way I can get that back? And she texted me and was like, um, you know, basically leave me. Like she was like basically telling me to fuck off that she didn't want to talk to me anymore, that she felt like I was trying to get her to leave her husband and that I was being a bad friend for not wanting to stay and that she didn't want to talk to me anymore. And I was like, really hurt by this because I was like this whole time I had been trying to help her and I wasn't trying to get her to leave her husband I was just trying to make sure you know that she was safe we'll just get her out of the environment exactly and um yeah and I did tell her that I would be willing to like help her because in that time when he was gone and she was talking to me she opened up to me about how he had been getting more violent lately you know, about how his views would be really short, how he would start screaming at her and then start crying. And I did tell her, I was like, I will pay for a divorce for you. I was like, I love you so much. I don't want to see you in this. Like, I will do whatever it takes to get you out of this. I will pay for a divorce like attorney and I will get you out of this. You can come live with me in Delaware if you want. And um, basically that next day she was like, I told him everything you said. Um, he's not happy with you. He hates you. I'm upset with you. Like it was like a switch flip. But that, like, but that so sounds weird. like 
unfortunately, it seems like when you left, he pounced on her vulnerability, which is really scary. And I mean, if you think about it, and I know that me and you are both kind of into very similar backgrounds with the supernatural and whatnot. I mean, one of the things that you learn, especially about the demonic, is that they're very deceitful and they prey upon the perfect opportunity to isolate and... I mean, they're predatory. That's what it is. They're very much predatory. So like, I mean, it's very standard textbook predatory behavior. So that's what it sounds like. It sounds like the minute that you left, because I think you probably would have been the only voice of reason that probably would have broken through. And that's probably where his irritation with you being there came from. A hundred percent. That's what I think. And, um, it was just, it was so, so, so bizarre. And I was hurt. Like I was so upset, but you know, went on with the day, whatever. Didn't think anything. I tried not to think anything of it. Of course it was hard after everything that had happened the night before. Um, the next day I woke up to my duffel bag being on my mom's front porch, but, um, there was like some things that were missing. <laughs> my hairbrush wasn't in there. My toothbrush. Oh no. I know, I know. No. Um, yeah, my hairbrush wasn't in there. My toothbrush wasn't in there. And like one of my t-shirts wasn't in there, but I was like, you know, I, I tried not to think the worst, but of course, just always like kind of knowing about this kind of stuff. I'm like, great, great. He fucking is going to put a spell on me. <laughs> I was like, this is not, I was like, this is not good at all, but tried to be positive tried not to freak out. Um, I was in Tennessee for like three more days and those next three days were just like hell. Like, um, my mom's dog got killed. Um, my grandfather got really sick. Like it was just like a bunch of really weird coincidences that happened. Just weird, weird stuff that happened. So, um, shit, I was scared to get on the flight at this point. I was like, I'm scared the damn flight's gonna, go down I was like I am terrified I'm like I don't know what is going on um so I get back to Delaware of course my husband for those who don't know he's like a huge skeptic he doesn't believe any of this he he's a huge skeptic so I tried telling him what happened and even he was freaked out because he's known Dan for five years and he was like like I'm like I want to beat his ass like that is not okay that is not normal and that is not him and um, so got back to Delaware and like, I, I feel like something maybe followed me or something happened because for the next probably six weeks, I had like nothing but just absolutely dark, bad things happen to me. Um, every single night, my son was still sleeping beside me at the time, like in the bassinet. Every single night from three to four, he would scream nonstop. Like nothing would console him. I would be, you know, rocking him, holding him, you know, trying to feed him. Nothing would console him at all. He would just be screaming nonstop. Um, one day a bottle, like I had his bottle sitting on the nightstand beside me and it just flew across the room, like just flung across the room. And progressively things started getting like stronger and stronger and stronger. Like, um, I felt my hair get like yanked one day. And um, as I was saying earlier, that's when 
when I was telling you before we got on here, I reached out to my hairdresser who is very spiritual. She's very um, like in tuned with this kind of stuff. And she came over to my house. She saged it. Um, she told me what to say. She told me if I felt like a dark energy that I need to yell, like, I do not want you here. You are not welcome in my house. I like want you to leave. And um, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, I command you to leave my house. I do not want you here. So the next time that I had something weird happen, I did that. And after that, like, I didn't have any weird things happen around here anymore. Yeah. But um, unfortunately, like, things only got worse with my friend. I didn't hear from her for several months. Um, she finally did reach back out to me about probably, like, six months to a year later. And she let me know that they had separated, which I was very happy for. But um, unfortunately, he was getting her daughter on like every other weekend he moved in with this other guy and she told me this guy was like super sketchy super weird and um she told me that her daughter was coming home with bruises and burns on her so in my head I'm like why are you letting her you know go back over like if that was happening to my son he's not going back over there and I'm contacting the police and oh yeah like he no so um Long story short, that's why me and her to this day are no longer friends because I felt like she was sending her daughter over there so that she could have a break. But as she was sending her daughter over there, I feel like bad things were happening to her. And like, I I just, I can't be friends with someone who allows stuff like that to happen. And I did contact, unfortunately, Child Protective Services because I felt- Unfortunately, fortunately, because that little girl, I mean- Well, unfortunately, they did absolutely nothing, but but I did try. Fortunately, that's the the nature of the beast, I feel like, with them sometimes. Yeah, 100%. But it's sad. Um, They did nothing. I- knew exactly where she would be I knew she was moving July 1st and I told the social worker that and they just they didn't get there in time so they could never track down where she was and I haven't talked to her since I haven't talked to her since June 2021 that's really that honestly is like because I was going to ask you know if they ever got help because there is um like in a situation like that, so Chris McKinnell, who I had on my podcast, uh, he runs the Warren Legacy Foundation. Um, you know, that would have been a perfect scenario because they provide free help to families in need like that. Um, you know, whether, I mean, it really just any kind, I guess any kind of spiritual help that they would need, um, you know, that's kind of why it's there. It's to help people in those situations. So um yeah that's, that's it's sad really though unfort- it is it's really really unfortunate I have talked to like a couple other people about this and like I don't know what happened to him when he went to Romania like I don't know what changed but something happened when he was there for you know that extended period of time and he was never I, I don't know what happened I don't know if he was possessed um I don't know if he just like started dabbling in dark things and something attached to him. I don't know, but he was not the same because I cannot stress enough that this 
guy was such a good guy. Like we loved him. Like he was an amazing dad, an amazing person, an amazing husband. Um, like I was even envious at times of their relationship because they just seemed so before all this happened, obviously, they just seemed so like, you know, perfect. But um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what happened. And I would love to know more of what maybe happened, but I will never probably reach out to her again. I don't see like any world where we ever talk again. Well, and I mean, that's, that's really sad, especially for like how close you guys were. Um, But in the same aspect, you have to protect yourself. And I mean, I don't know what else to say besides like, I mean, I think a hundred percent you did the right thing because I mean, it's one thing if somebody, I mean, I don't know, like you said, what happened over in Romania and I know that your friend didn't really choose that lifestyle, but there were choices made along the way and decisions made along the way and they would have, I really feel like jeopardized your health, your sanity, you know, physical, emotional, mental well-being. Um, so unfortunately, I, I do fortunately and unfortunately, I think it was kind of God's way of closing a door on a really bad situation that probably you and nobody else could have helped um without some serious 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 professional intervention so you know as much as it sucks and i'm listen i'll be the first to say a friend breakup is worse than any breakup divorce like i would take i would take a divorce over a friend breakup it no one talks about how hard friend breakups are but they are so fucking hard they're really hard because those are your people i mean when you it it, listen it when you find your husband or your wife or your partner and yeah like they become pretty much like an attached limb like that's your person but there's just something and i've said this to my husband before you know there's just something about your person, your best friend, that just nobody can take that place. And they're the person that has probably seen your butthole before anybody else has in this life. Like, <laughs> I always used to joke, I'm like, I would not even let my husband see my butthole, but my best friend has definitely <laughs> waxed my ass at some point. Like, you know, exactly. so like, there's just a different level there of emotional connection and spiritual connection and like that hurts worse than I think any other kind of breakup so I mean I'm sorry that you had to go through that because like I think I can safely say that at least one in probably three women around the world have faced some sort of like serious friend breakup and they're terrible they hurt um and you never know like I wouldn't say never because there may come a time where maybe she'll being away from all of that and maybe there there may come a point where she doesn't have any spiritual influence on her and she may kind of come out of this daze or whatever she's going through and you guys may be able to find that center of gravity again where you both mesh well and and you were you know not quite who you were before but right a new new potential but I think this was kind of God's way of of stepping in and saying, listen, like, I know that you're going to keep trying 
every avenue and like i have to close the door for you because you're treading dangerous waters here exactly and like just speaking of like the whole how i felt like his eyes were dark and we were talking about how that's such like a common occurrence and you know when people possibly get possessed or have dark entities attached have you ever seen someone's eyes turn like that because it's truly like it's bizarre I never seen it before so um I talked about this in a previous episode there was there is one time that I ever experienced evil and it still sticks with me to this day and it was a dream but I truly believe that when you're sensitive you're very prone to I don't really know what to call myself I still haven't figured out I guess what I am because I feel like I have different abilities I'm sensitive to different things but I do feel like because of those sensitivities I've been attacked multiple times but this was the one time that I was like genuinely afraid because I felt like I didn't have control over the situation um and it was a dream that I had when I was younger (sighs) um literally the day that insidious came out and I saw it I literally was like holy shit this is the this is the perfect scene to describe what I saw in my dream and it literally felt like and this was years and years and years before insidious even came out but it just like nothing could ever capture what I had experienced and it was like I laid down to go to sleep but I never like you know how sometimes you toss and you turn you have to like fall asleep Mm -hmm. it felt like I laid down and like I woke back up and when I got up my house it was my still where I fell asleep my living room and everything but when I fell asleep like my grandparents like They had these two lights over the fireplace that were on. It was like, you know, just dim lights. And like they were having their like, you know, little evening snacks, watching their sitcoms or whatever. And I was like getting ready for bed and just kind of that's where I slept. I slept in the living room because I was afraid to be upstairs. And I had very good reason to. So I literally laid down, popped back up and I was like, wow, like I feel like I wasn't like sleeping at all. And like, so I was like, huh. And like when I got up, my house was like a very like almost like blue hour like it was a really like gray blue and I was like oh okay this is weird and I remember like we were in the living room and it was like me and my aunt and it was like a normal I don't know how to describe it It was like a like a normal Sunday evening but there was just something different about it like it just fell off. And then when I like looked forward, then I looked back, everybody but my aunt was gone. I was like, okay. Like, and I was like, maybe I'm dreaming. Like, I'm like, this has got to be a dream. And in my dream, I'm like saying this. And so as I'm sitting there and I'm kind of just processing, my aunt is sitting on the couch behind me and like, I hate this part because it literally makes my whole spine like run cold I saw like we lived in like it wasn't like mid-century modern but it was definitely still very 60s 
and like the staircase you couldn't see anything but the landing because it was a wall so like there was like two steps a landing and then you could see a little bit like as it was going up and there was like a whole light that was at the top of the stairs and then at the bottom so like if I was going up I'd flick the light on walk up turn it off upstairs so I'm sitting there and the light comes on and like what was weird was that that part of the hall was the only thing that was normal color so like it was just like I remember looking at the light and I was like what the heck and so then I look at my aunt and she's like that's weird and then I look back and I hear this like sing-songy voice and it was like Morgan and like my just everything was just like terrified like and I just it wasn't like anything super spooky or super crazy but it was the tone it was there was just something behind it that was like malicious so I started to kind of like walk over to the stairs and my aunt's behind me and I remember I looked up the stairs and at the time my grandparents my aunt were raising me because my mom was not in the picture um and I I think at this time I want to say she was in jail maybe so like she wouldn't have been there at all so I look up the stairs and she's standing there like plain as day and she just was like trying to beckon me to like come up the stairs but something in my gut was like that's not my mom like something felt off about it and like the young part of me like wanted to run to her and be like like that's my mom but then there was something that like that like intuition was like that's something bad and my aunt I remember in the dream she was like Morgan she's like I could hear the fear in her voice she's like that's not your mom and she was like come on and like then she all of a sudden just disappeared like whatever this was it just vanished her and so here I am like standing by myself and I was like I just remember in my dream this whatever this thing was was like trying to convince me that it was my mom and the more that I started to really doubt it and I was like this is not my mom it started to get like nastier and like angrier. And then when it actually showed what its face was, that is something I will never forget. Like literally you can see I have goosebumps right now because I, I have goosebumps. Like this is crazy. It freaks me out. Um, every time I tell the story. So like I look, I look back after my aunt vanished. I look back up the stairs and she I don't even know what to describe. I just remember the biggest thing for me was she had no eyes. Her eyes had completely disappeared. They were hollowed out black and the voice changed and it just got nasty. And it was like, you're coming with me. And I was like, no, I'm not. And so like, I literally grabbed onto the wall and it just felt like I was just like on a treadmill. Like I was just feet on the carpet doing whatever I could to keep myself from being pulled up these stairs and I remember getting closer and I just squeezed my eyes closed and I was just praying and I was like please help me out of this like please God like just like I was tiny I couldn't fight back and I was trying so hard to get away from this thing 
And I was like this, like at that point, like I was like, this thing wants to kill me. I don't know what it is, but like, this is not my mom. It's going to kill me if I get up there. And like, I was so scared. And then before I know it, it just like, I was like, you are not taking me. And I just like pushed and I got away. It Like I fell to the floor, was able to be like, no. And I remember, and this is a part that gets fuzzy because I don't remember exactly what it said, but it was something to the extent of, it was like, like, you're not going to run forever. Like I'm coming back for you. Like you're not getting away from me. And I was like, yes, I am. Like, I was like, kind of like you hold no power here and you're not going to scare me. Like I was, I was terrified, but I like refused to go with whatever this was. Mm -hmm. And it, that was the one time, um, that I was terrified, but the scarier part was that when that happened, I snapped up out of my dream and I knew for sure, like I was awake this time and I was in my sleeping bag and it was like, as soon as I sat up and I snapped out of this, I heard something run down the hall. Like it sounded like something because like I lived in an old house. So like I knew every creaky point when somebody was coming down the stairs, when you hit mid hallway, something ran from the top of the stairs and I listened to it where like straight down. And it was, that was like the moment where I was like, okay, I knew I wasn't crazy for being afraid. And like, they always thought like, oh, it's just kids stuff. It's just, she doesn't want to be upstairs in her room. And I'm like, no, I always knew that there was something up there. I just, I still to this day have no idea what it is, but I lived with it for years. And I care, I had two evil eyes on my door. I blessed my room. Like it was, it's still there. It's still there because when I packed up that house and I said goodbye, Maisie saw it twice. And I know oh my, my godchildren, godchildren were always talking about being afraid of the upstairs. My cousins, when they were younger, talked about being afraid of the upstairs. And I was like, before I left that house, the very last thing I did is I was like, you're, you don't have power here anymore. I was like, you're not going to scare my daughter and I'm not a child anymore. And you're not going to scare me. Yeah. And I was like, you're not going to scare the new family that comes in here. Like you're done. And I was like, you're gone. And literally, I kid you not, Megan, I heard that same thing run across the stairs, upstairs. And I was just like, yeah. And I can't even make this up. Like I, I believe you. Like it's, I have goosebumps right now because I truly do believe that evil can manifest itself in animals. Um, just like skin, like what people consider skinwalkers. I feel like that's exactly it. Like it can mask itself as someone you love, but then there's like something tiny different that it's, you know, it's not that person that's you love. Off. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So that is terrifying. Like, and kids, when you said Macy did see it, like kids yeah. do see stuff like that. They're very susceptible to stuff. Yeah. Very susceptible that honestly like that moment I don't think I've ever gotten more like scary angry like I'm like if anyone's gonna be scared in this motherfucking house it's gonna be this whatever this thing is because I'm like you're not gonna mess with my kid and like oh right I was like I will get real national geographic in here like (laughs) (laughs) I was like I'm not playing today it I not when it comes to my family and my domain and that's why like 
when it comes to your four walls, the best advice that I can give, and I mean, I'm in a disclaimer, I'm not a demonologist. I, you know, I'm still learning. I'm still kind of finding my way around the supernatural. I just know what I've experienced. But when it comes to standing your ground and protecting your domain, I mean, you have to do it. Oh, that makes He said, I 100% agree. And that's why sometimes I have like guilt about that situation, like not immediately taking my son and getting the fuck out of there. Like, I know that's well, what you I were torn. You were I was torn. so torn. I was There's so nothing to feel guilty about. I mean, like if I, if that was my, like, cause, I mean, it's like your sister. If that was like my sister, I mean, I would do anything, like whether I had to stay there and protect her or, you know, whatever I had to do. I mean, I would, I probably would have done the same thing, honestly. Like, I don't think there's any guilt that you have to have. Don't, don't I'm, worry about, don't worry about Mason. <laughs> I am so sorry. No, don't um, be sorry. <laughs> but yeah, like when you were saying about being in your sleep, I've had sleep paralysis. I don't know. I've only had it happen once. It was in my parents' uh, basement. Like how you said you felt a darkness upstairs. For us, there was a darkness in that basement. And um, I was sleeping down there one day and I don't know how to describe it, but like I was being pinned. To the bed like I could see I was looking around the room I could not scream but I could see everything and I just remember trying to like push whatever was pinning me down off and um I was terrified to sleep for like weeks after that because I had never had anything happen to me like that before and I even started taking Am- Ambien for a little while because I was just so terrified and that's a whole other thing that we'll have to talk about another time because I feel like some of these drugs really open you up to like seeing very scary like paranormal things I feel like it like thins the veil so much and makes you very very susceptible even alcohol well you know what's weird that you say that um so me and my mother-in-law, we talk about, like, I'm like my poor husband and my father-in-law, like we probably drive them crazy, but we always talk about like our supernatural experiences. And she told me, um, that she, that the only time that she had had, uh, like a really, really scary experience was when she, like, she's always had trouble sleeping. So she took, um, her doctor prescribed some sort of probably something similar to uh, ambient and like she took it and she said they live in like the woods in the Poconos so like she was sleeping and like in the summer you know leave your windows up or whatever and she said a breeze came through and she felt like the curtain flow over her head and then as it like kind of came back in something sat on her pillow next to her head And she's like, holy shit, like, what is this? And then she said that um, on another occasion, she physically felt like she said it almost felt like a snake and it was like slithering up the bed, like by her legs, like up the sheets and the bed started to shake and she was like, is it this is it the meds and then she's like but no because then the next night like she didn't take any sleeping meds like she was so terrified to go to bed and she said it happened for like a week straight like weird stuff was going on and I was like you know uh, 
it's I just thought it was funny that you said that because that was a theory that she had and she was like is it the meds or like is it being more susceptible I think it might be like being more susceptible because I had some really and it's just too much to even talk about right now but like I had some really weird stuff happen to me when I was on Ambien like full-on conversations with like loved ones that had passed that were standing right in front of me clear like I'm like getting choked up talking about it like my grandfather standing clear as day right in front of me me carrying on a conversation with him and remembering it the next day and I just feel like those drugs alter and like look I'm not like a prude I drink you know I'm not opposed to you know smoking or drinking or anything but um I do think that even drinking can sometimes like make that veil so thin to where you are more susceptible because maybe your brain chemistry is altered a little bit. I don't think it like lucid. I mean, when you think of like, um, like just what I know about astral traveling, like, I mean, it's a, it's a lucid state. It's a state of being vulnerable. And I mean, when you calm that like very cognitive side of your brain and you kind of have that. I kind of call it like loosey goosey, like, yeah. Yes. Well, that's like people who have done DMT and when they get done. Ooh, what's DMT? DMT? I'm such an old lady. What is DMT? No, it's like, um, it's I not like bath salts, is it? <laughs> no, it's like a natural. <laughs> it's kind of like, I think it's kind see, and someone else will probably know way more about it than I do, but <laughs> it's, um, I think it's, I think it's natural. I think it's kind of like ayahuasca. If you've heard about that. Oh, I have heard about ayahuasca. Yeah. Okay. Like pretty much everyone who does DMT, they um say Don't that they, they do like a drug therapy like that. And because I think yeah. my best friend's mom, the book that she wrote um, in the book, my so my best friend Dylan that had passed away, um, he went to I think it was Mexico when yeah, he did. They did like ayahuasca treatment or something like that. They do there. They do Peru. There's even a couple places in the United States that do it. And um, I haven't heard as much with, I'm sure you do with ayahuasca as well, but people who have done DMT, they say that when they are in that state, that they pretty much like see all the answers. Like they see like fairies that come to them and tell them things and um that they basically see like all the truth about everything they've ever been wondering and basically that they're never never the same again and um I don't know how I'd handle that I'm like Like, I feel like I'd be like yes give me some answers but then I'd be like oh like I don't want answers to that eye or whatever they say it like opens your pineal gland or your third eye so you're able to kind of like see the truth and I'm like you like I'm curious but I don't know if I want to know the truth like this world is fucking crazy like I don't know if I want to know everything like I I believe in aliens I believe in shapeshifters I believe that woman on the plane probably did see something I don't know we were just talking about that I literally just told um so I do a new like if you see my Sunday segment that I started with Kurt so Kurt lives in Taos New Mexico so like he like is like dude I've experienced such crazy things and I told him I said have you 
seen that new thing with the with the lady that was on the plane. I was like, what do you think about that? And he's like, no, I haven't, I didn't hear about that. So I was like, ooh, okay. So I sent it over to him. And so he was kind of like digging into it. And I'm like, dude, I I don't know. Like I'm I'm I believe like it's so hard for me to discredit people because like once you see weird stuff, you're like, okay, I know it's out there. Yeah. And not only, well, I'm mixed between two things. I think she either did see something or I think that um, it's a distraction because I feel like every time something big comes into social media, the submarine, um, you know, just those big like viral stories, I feel like it's almost always a distraction for something like bigger that's going on behind the scenes. But that's my conspiracy theorist brain at work. Lord, I I don't know if I can physically handle anything bigger. I'm like, I'm still reeling my shit in from COVID. Like, I just lost two years there. I'm still trying to figure out the date. (laughs) I'm Um, like, is it Wednesday? Is it? (laughs) I still feel 24. In my head, I'm still 24. Like, I am not. There's no way I'm 28 years old. Like, I still feel 24. And that's another really weird thing. Like, did we all just like time track like what happened I literally that's what I say like I'm like I feel like those and I don't understand it because it's like those two years it was two years you wouldn't think that like two years would like just derail you so bad but it's like I'll try and recall something and I'm like wait was that 2000 like 16 was that 2000 and I'm like no I think it's 19 and I'm like why are all my years jacked up yeah, it's a hundred percent. And then like, it's just a, I feel like ever since COVID and like, you can tell me what you think about this too. Like, I feel like people are just different now. Like, yeah. I don't know if we're all just stressed and we're all just, you know, I don't know if we've all just been through so much shit these past few years. Just, we're just, what's that say? It was like, uh, I'm some sort of mentally deformed uh, pigeon <laughs> or exhausted pigeon. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like something I don't know if it's that, or I don't know if like some weird switch happened and we like switch. I'm like deep into conspiracy stuff. I don't know if we like went into another dimension. Did I you don't hear know. that? No, what was it? I don't know. I feel like this happened to me yesterday and I'm like, my like microphone just like spazzed out. It was like, bzz. I was like, Hello? probably because <laughs> we're talking about conspiracy stuff. I feel like in the some aliens of the podcasts- are tapping into my headset again. <laughs> Like, I feel oh. like in all the podcasts I watch, anytime they ever start talking about like government stuff like that, I feel like the electronics always like go haywire and mess up. So my uh my FBI agent is pissed right now. Yeah, He's my, like, damn it, Morgan. <laughs> my FBI agent probably hates me. He's probably like, this bitch is fucking out there. She's wild. <laughs> But yeah, there's just, there's so much and we'll definitely have to like talk more about it another time. But like, I I just don't know what's going on with the world. I just feel like people have lost it. Like it's something weird's going on. Like it just feels off ever since COVID. I literally have said this numerous times on this podcast and I probably will say it until the day that I die. Every time that like I just look around at the world, I feel like I'm living little Nikki. 
Like, I'm like, I'm like, who the fuck let Cassius out of the bottle and he's fucking up our planet? Because I'm like, what is happening? Like, I just don't understand. Like, I feel like they're these two brothers are running amok. And mm-hmm. I'm like, where is little Nikki with his shovel face <laughs> to like get us out of this mess? Because I'm sick of it. Girl, sometimes I feel like we're living in the Truman Show. Like, I feel like people are up there and they are just like dying laughing at us. They are like this world that we're like orchestrating is crazy because it's crazy it's like there's so much weird shit happening between the aliens um more and more i don't know i'll send it to you later and you can look at it but there was another guy a few weeks ago that freaked out on a plane saying that he saw a lizard person and let me tell you something i'm about to go on a cruise and i have to fly and if i see a freaking lizard person i can't even talk i'm about to have a lisp right there if i see a lizard person on my flight 10 toes down i'm throwing hands yes um, oh if it was me on that plane honey you don't have to say it twice i'm running oh you saw something i saw it too we're running off together because you're saying we're all gonna die I am not staying on that plane i am not like picking up my carry-on i'd be like you know what $500 we can make that another day not a big deal girl I'm off that flight I'm like I will drive I will take the next one I will take a train I am not riding on a I've seen Final Destination way too many times I know how the story ends new new Final Destination honestly ruined my entire life Oh, I, I literally missed truck anymore like, that I was just gonna say I was literally going to Dover and there was a log truck and I was like I'm just gonna miss this exit I was like I'm not getting off on this exit because so I literally did I drove all the way down past I had to drive so it was like the last exit that you can take before you have to do the tolls and I was like well we're doing easy pass today because I was like I'm not getting crushed by a freaking 200 pound fucking log well the other day a ladder in georgetown i was driving and a ladder flew off the truck in front of me and (gasps) i was in this lane and he was in this lane and it flew off and if i would have been in that lane like i definitely would have died because we were all going like 50 60 miles an hour girl and then all of a sudden you see him like putting it in reverse on the um highway running it back i'm like put it in reverse tear <laughs> that's what he was doing that's what i told my husband i said he put that bitch in reverse real fast he said y'all aren't gonna sue me today but like oh, sir you gotta start locking your shit down come on seriously oh my gosh that's like a nightmare meanwhile i'm over here like shedding tears over the, the fucking truck that kicked up a small pebble and cracked my windshield that just happened to me the other day too like i feel like I'm it's a delaware so thing it is like I don't, i've never done right i never and i'm like i am born and bred jersey that is the craziest fucking driving planet like on the it universe is. like it, it is. is insane i've never cracked a windshield i moved to delaware I blew multiple tires on my Subaru, cracked my windshield. I had a rock kick up and chip my paint. Then I got my RAV4, cracked three windshields. Then I got my Highlander within like a week of having it, cracked my windshield, then cracked it again the next day. And I'm like, girl, damn, bad. And I'm like, this is why I can't. Like that shit happens to me. Stupid little rocks. Literally, it's so numb. 
I'm just convinced I have like a curse on me or something. I feel like I have like the worst luck ever. I'm totally Maybe we need convinced. a cord cutting. Maybe that's what we I'd need to do. Get my hairdresser in here. She apparently does that shit all the time. So shit, we'll have her do a cord cutting ceremony and get- We, sh- well, we can, do- oh, we should do it on a podcast episode. We'll do be, like I've a- I've cor- done it before. Um, I've never done it. I just know of it. Like I know a lot about it. But like I've always wanted to do it, and I was supposed to do it. I think before COVID. And well, maybe maybe COVID wouldn't have happened. We'll oh have to try gosh. it now and see if we can. Like my, a really weird thing, really quick, is my um dad's who I've told you before. I'm not super close with, but his dad was having an affair in New Orleans with like a voodoo priestess. I was just gonna and, say, yeah, and and he got her pregnant, but. She told him, you can either stay with me and have this baby or leave, like, leave your wife and stay with me or go back to your wife and I will curse your family for generations to come. And he went back to his wife and... What is she, like, Madame Zeroni? You're going to have to carry, like, your fucking grandma up, like, a mountain to break the curse? Like, I don't understand, dude. Let me go get that bitch. I'll carry her up the mountain. I'll throw her on my back because this curse is getting out of control. My luck is too bad. Like all of us have the worst luck. And of course, like I want to don't want to say that because like we are blessed. Like I'm blessed to be healthy. I'm blessed to have my family. You know, I'm blessed for all that. But still, we all have some crazy shit happening that has been happening my whole life that like no one else has ever had anything like that happen to them. So I'm like something either we're just the most unlucky people in the world or we have a serious curse on us you know it's funny because like the more that I talk to you I'm like okay I totally see why the universe aligned and like made us friends because like never in a million years when I first met you at that phoenix class did I think that like this is who you were and like I love you so much more now that like I know who you are because like at first when I met you I was like oh I'm kind of like I feel like I'm a freaky freak and I'm like you just seem so like nice and like so Aww. not that you're not nice you're still nice <laughs> but I mean like you just seem so like you know like southern charm like that just like you just seem so sweet and like untainted and I was like I'm like a foul mouth like ugly little goblin creature I'm tainted (laughs) I'm like something's not right with me girl I'm telling you I'm fucking tainted no you are perfect you are literally perfect but I was like you know like how like if you go to the park with your kids you can always scope out like the moms that are like your peoples and I was like I was like now that I know you I'm like oh Megan is totally my peoples I'm like because (laughs) I'm like it's hard to believe that was like three years ago See, and the COVID times got me messed up because I'm like, really? I know. It feels like that was just yesterday, but Mason was like two or three months old. That's right. He was a baby. pregnant. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's right. Because I remember you were like due and because I think it was like around December. So you were That's right. I met you when I was like, we were doing that crazy ass workout and I was like ready to bust along. Like, (laughs) 
<laughs> I know, but I was like so impressed. I was like, this girl, I have no excuse. This girl is here like eight months pregnant, <laughs> fucking getting it. So I got to get off my fat ass and work out. She can come here and do that shit eight months pregnant. I was like, you were my inspiration. Uh, dude, I was fighting for my life during that class. I was, I was just like, you know, I was like, I felt like, like there was a couple people hyping me up and I was like, all right, <laughs> even though I feel like I'm going to throw up right now, I got to keep this moving. Cause like. Yeah, shout out to Renata. She had our ass going. Shoe was rough. I know. I need to go see her soon and get some shakes. Yeah, so I haven't had, uh, I had a tea not too long ago. I went to like that, uh, is it New You? Yeah, the one in Milford. Yeah, yeah. We need to, so it was funny because I was actually thinking about you today because I was like, um, now that like I'm kind of getting further into the podcast, I'm starting to look at just how to like immerse myself more in like traveling, like going places, kind of planning stuff and like, oh, you're fine. You're fine. Um, literally when I was on here with Rachel, Peach joined in, it's not a big deal. Um, but yeah, I was like, you can unmute you're, yourself. like wrecking the whole like corner. Hi, Mason. <laughs> say hi he said hey <laughs> um but yeah so like we have to um like two girls one ghost they just announced that they're gonna be at the conjuring house um i don't know i don't know like if i could do that yet like i feel like i'd have to like build up the courage but like i kind of want to explore a little bit and like do a road trip yeah yeah we should go to Salem I do love Salem Salem was a lot of fun I want to go back well I am going back to Salem in October but then another place I really want to go to is New Orleans (gasps) New Orleans is I've heard it's a lot of fun but I've heard that like you got to be careful you do and I went a very very long time ago I was like 14 though so I because New Orleans from Tennessee is like six hours seven hours so I went and it was kind of like right after Hurricane Katrina, uh, not right after, but like four or five years after. So like there was shit boarded up on the windows and like, it was really sad. So I was like, I am never coming back here. I was like, yeah. whoever put that spell. Cause like the whole reason I want to go there is because I want to learn more about like the voodoo stuff. Like I want to, there's like a really cool museum there. And then there's like a museum, um, a pharmacy museum and just all kinds of like really spooky stuff. So like, I really want to, this October, I'm going to be somewhere new, like every weekend. Well, anytime you need a partner, just let me know. Please, please come. I was like super excited because I just got this bad boy and I like want to, oh, 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 why is my background not what really? How do I? Okay, there we go. There we go. All right. I was like, why is this not working? Um, so I got this, and I'm not sponsored by GoPro, but I was was really excited because I got the new GoPro, and I mainly got it because I have the old GoPro. Um, but I got the it's the creator edition, so it's got like a really cool like setup to it, but it has like the stabilizer. So like if I want to do podcasts now and do them like in cool like spooky places yes then I have something now um if the ghosts don't drain my my battery you know (laughs) then we should should do like a road trip series where we go from like Pennsylvania to Salem to Sleepy Hollow Connecticut I'm so down 
conjuring house too like that shit scares me but there's like mason's working out oh he's getting he's he's working on his fitness but um yes like i really would love to do that like that shit would be so fun because we go every year but you know with mason it's hard to do everything i really want to do because obviously he's not going to give a shit about yeah the conjuring house or you know the uh mansion and sleepy hollow well if there's like a weekend where somehow we can convince the men with like copious amounts of beer and like yeah. homemade food that we leave in the fridge um we should do like a girl's trip i feel like we, we need should. some just like mommy time i would be elated i don't think i've had a girl's trip in other than going to dc for a night it's been like a couple years since i've had like a good oh so we have to do it then so this is okay so we're gonna plan this as soon as like we well maybe not like as soon as we hang up on the zoom but like we (laughs) will we will literally plan this because like i want to go somewhere really bad and like i feel like I'm like so happy that I have spooky friends. Like if I didn't like come out of my spooky closet, I'm like, I feel like not a lot of people would have known that like I'm a spooky gal. So I'm like excited that I have some like spooky friends now that are also sharing in my spookiness. Now we can do some fun stuff. <laughs> he's like, <Yeah>. happy birthday. <laughs> he's so he's so hyped. So I'm glad that he waited till the end though to start acting so hype yeah he doesn't go to bed till like 10 or 11 so that's all right he's been it for the long but yes 100 percent. i would be totally totally down for that that would be so much fun and matt and i know you're matt too like i'm sure they would keep the kids willingly and let us have like a nice weekend (laughs) yeah i think i think they would so we'll we'll have to plan it um but we will definitely, I mean, for listeners, just stay tuned because we'll have a lot of really fun stuff coming up. Um, we'll pick out some destinations. And if you don't follow me on Instagram, uh, Instagram is, I think it's the underscore, underscore ghoul friend, underscore hour, underscore. But if you search up the ghoul friend hour, I think it should come up. Yeah. And like, if people have any suggestions for like places on the East coast, we should check out. That's like spooky and fun. Like, please let us know. Cause that would be so fun to like have a list and just like like, a bucket, like a listener bucket list. That would be cool. Okay. So I'm going to post that on my Instagram. So stay tuned on my Instagram. I'm going to post, um, like an option for a listener bucket list. And then we will make that our girls weekend road trip. I think that sounds like really fun. I think we would have like the absolute best time ever. So I'm so excited. Me too. I'm really excited. But thank you for being on today. I'm glad we got to talk about some spooky stuff. Um, So my little end of the call ritual is I usually say until next time, let's get weird. So I always ask for my peeps to join in so we can close it out. All right. So on the count of three. One, two, three. Until next time, let's get weird. <laughs> thanks All right. for having thanks. me, girl. Yeah, thanks for being on. Of course. And we'll, we'll talk to you soon. And like I said, stay tuned for our road trip. Yeah, say bye, Mason. Bye, Mason.
Say bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.